1: Deep Inside you, there's a power. A power you can use to meet every challenge, every roadblock, conquer every obstacle life throws at you. A power to be happy, fulfilled, successful. A power to be everything you want to be. Now, meet the man who wrote the book on human behavior. Behavior never lies. The man who can teach you how to unleash your own power to be. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Flint.
2: Hey, Richard Flint here, and welcome to this segment of The Power to Be. And uh, I'm excited you've joined us today. And I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about today. You know, over the last couple of shows, uh, we've been talking about you. And we've been talking about some of the things that... um, you struggle with, particularly the show a couple of weeks ago, we talked about success and and we talked about uh, success in our life Uh, and what success means, that the world has one definition of success. And if that's the only definition that you buy into, you're going to have a very unhealthy perception of what success is all about. Because I'm going to remind you, you can have things and appear successful, but be an empty shell. You can live by the world's definition of success, which is about what we have, and be lost inside you. And then in our last show, we talked about achieving the more in your life. You know, I've achieved a lot of things with my life. But there's still more that I want to do. I, I, I've got ten more books I want to write. And I'm excited about writing them. I've probably got right now in my head four or five new programs that I want to research and write. And and they energize me. Because the challenge with a lot of people is they do allow their life to trap them in that circle of sameness. And even in the circle of sameness, the creative part of your mind doesn't go away. It's just you keep pushing it away because of that lifestyle, because of that dimension of living, because of the choices that you've made for your life. And it really is sad, folks. It's sad to see people who are talented. And I don't care who you are, you got talent. It's challenging to see people who are are smart, But they choose to not use it. You know, there's a part of me, and you don't have to agree with what I'm about to say. But there's a part of me that believes that we're trying to dumb down society today. I look at the school systems, and I look at how many intelligent children are being dumbed down. Because in in so many ways, we don't have people in the classroom who are really teachers. They're babysitters. In so many ways, we have people in our life, in in in, in the world today, in the classroom, who aren't there to challenge the minds of kids. Now, hear me, hear me, hear me. That's not the majority of those in the classroom. But I'm going to tell you, it is a percentage of them. And so many times today in life, we, we don't give people the freedom to experience the more there is for their life. You're not put on this earth to be stuck. You're not put on this earth to be less. You're put on this earth to find the more for your life. You're put on this earth to face where you are. You're put on this earth to learn about you and to find your stage. You know, I've been doing this world of public speaking for over 30 years now. And if you had told me this was what I was going to do with my life, I would have laughed at you. Because back then, this wasn't my stage. But today in my life, at this moment in my life, this is my stage. Now, will it be my stage for the rest of my life? I don't know. But I do know that when you're on the right stage in life, when you're on your stage, you're happy. (laughs) I get up in the mornings and I'm happy. First of all, I'm happy that I've been given another day of life. I'm happy because I know that that day I'm going to be given the opportunity to find that select group of people, that 2%, who really want to improve their life. And that makes me happy when I can find that 2%. Because as a gentleman told me the other day, and I I resisted the thought at first, but then it became reality to me. You can't fix what's broken. And people's lives are broken because they make decisions. And yeah, can we improve our life? Absolutely. But I can't do it for you. When I started this journey, I was going to change the world. Only took a couple engagements to realize very few people in this world. Really want to improve. And, you know, again, this is, this is me talking to you. It's no one else. I think that, that level of person who wants to improve today is getting, I think that percentage is getting smarter. Because I think we live in a world today where we're erasing accountability for your life and we're replacing it with I am entitled to have. That scares me that scares me a lot because it's that drive to improve that has made this country what it is it's that entitlement that will that will destroy what we can be and there is that more for your life but sometimes in finding success many times in being able to cut through that emotional jungle that keeps you from experiencing the more. So many times, there's one little word that creates the barrier, and that word is called fear. Do you think fear can, can stop someone's success journey? Do you think it can hamper it? Do you think fear can cause people to settle, even though inside of them, there is that person inside of them that knew them, that knew you, that wants that more for your life, that wants to experience internal success, that that wants to live a life of value and a life that has presence that is present when it's not present? Inside of so many people, it's there. It's not that it's not there. It is there. But you know what? It's held hostage by fear. And you remember a statement I've made to you in our last two shows? You're either a hostage to your yesterday or you're a pioneer for your future. And if if you took an honest look at your life, I mean, if you just stripped yourself emotionally naked and you took a look at your life, would you say that right now where you are in your life that you are a pioneer cutting through all those emotional jungles and every day striving to find the purpose of that day in your life and creating an agenda where you can take those lessons and implement them into your life and that you are committed to not being the best but to being better than what you have been. Art, would you say that you're more of a person... Who's still in the place in life of what you're doing is you're talking about what you're going to do with your life? Hmm? Do you live in a world of good intentions? Do you live in a world where your behavior is contradicted, where your words that you speak are contradicted by your behavior? I'm going to tell you, and this is from my own life, because the greatest thing that I've struggled with in my life is fear. Because fear weakens trust. In fact, it can just remove trust away from yourself. Fear hampers confidence. Fear makes you doubt yourself. Fear creates worries in your life that really have no purpose there. Fear can drop a a black curtain over the path and, and keep you from seeing what you really can be because fear blocks our imagination. So we're going to do a two-part series now, and we're going to talk about fear. You know, I started this show, the first show we did was on January 8th, and one of the first five shows we did was about fear, but it was, a, it was an elementary version of fear. And it was just to put the idea out in front of you that probably the greatest struggle that most of us have in our life is a battle. And it is a battle. It's a war. It is an internal war inside of you where what do you do every day? This this new you, this new Richard has a desire to, I want to be better. I I want to do more with my life. I want to open up the gates and see all the opportunities that are there. And I want to have a smorgasbord of growth. But you know what happens to most of our desires? They got to work their way through fear. They got to work their way through that jungle that we talked about last week. Because what fear does, it creates a jungle that is so intense that as much as you're there and you're trying to look through it, because you're looking through the eyes of fear and not the eyes of desire, you can't see the path that's there. So what I want us to do in this show and the show that's going to follow is I want you and I to open ourselves and have a very, very, very honest conversation about fear. And don't tell me you don't wrestle with it. Don't try to tell me it's not part of your life. Don't, don't lie to yourself and say, fear is something I don't worry about. Because the number one emotional enemy you have in your life is fear. Because fear steals strength from your life. So, here's our thought. And, and this thought's going to lay the foundation to everything we want to talk about with fear. Fear. Fear is a natural part of life. You know that because you wrestle with it. You know that because it's a part of so many of the decisions you make. You know that because in one moment you're confident and the next moment you're fearful. Fear is a natural part of life. You'll always face it in some form. I mean, fear doesn't have just one face, folks. Fear has many faces to it. The challenge, and this is where the rubber meets the road. The challenge is whether you control your fear or it controls you. And I promise you something you'll fight this war every single day of your life. Why? Because there is more than one you. There's the old you, which is that person that wants to stay the same. There's that old you, which wants your life to revolve in this circle of sameness. But then there's that new you, And that new you wants you to break out of prison. It wants to become the pioneer. It doesn't want to be a hostage. And every day there is a battle that goes on inside of you. And here's the thing you have to understand. Someone's going to win the battle. And whoever wins the battle gets control of your life. So if the old you wins, you're trapped in sameness. If the new you wins, you've opened your life to adventure. And it's all about what aspect of fear you choose. So we're going to pause for a moment and take a break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to continue our discussion on understanding fear, because you've got to understand the power it can have in your life. Stay right there. I'll be right back.
1: Hello, my name is Gary Gunn, and I've been uh, listening to Richard every morning, probably for about six months now. And he's my partner, and he puts the soul back into my life every day. And if you're not taking the morning minute, you sure need to do it. It
0: starts my day every day. I look forward to it, and I recommend it highly for anybody that doesn't have it. You should have it. Sometimes I just kind of think about what it says, and then I realize it really does have something to do with my life every morning of every day. We love the morning minute. It's just a blessing to our lives to be able to give us
2: a great thought to hang on to all day long.
1: Just the morning minute for us, it just kind of sets the day for us. That's where we really like it. The Richard Flint Morning Minute. In your Inbox every single morning. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call toll free 1 800 368 8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute.
2: One of the things about Star is the thing that we create that I love the most. You feel safe here. I mean, if you listen to some of the stories that are shared, there's some pretty personal stuff. Stuff that we normally wouldn't talk about. But what happens when you're in an environment where you're surrounded by people who really want to improve their life?
1: StarMaker 2015. July 17th through the 19th at the incredible PGA National Resort and Spa at beautiful Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. But remember there is a limited number of registrations so do it now. Sign up at www.richardflint.com or call 1-800-368-8255 and ask for Denise. Come join the Fast Star Maker 2015.
0: It's an investment in your life, it's an investment in yourself and in your soul. I think if you have the desire to want to grow, take the challenge, take the opportunity.
2: Hey, welcome back. Welcome to the power to be and, and and welcome to our discussion today because, you know, we've discussed a lot of things together and I think there are very few discussions that we've had that carry any more importance than what we're talking about because we're talking about the number one thing you fight in your life. We're talking about your fears, And before we went to break, I put the guiding thought out in front of you. Fear is a natural part of life. (laughs) And you're always going to face it in some form. The challenge is whether you control your fear or your fear controls you. And the truth in this is you'll fight this battle with fear every single day of your life. And which aspect of fear wins? Or does your desire win or does your fear win gets control of your life? So what about your mind? What about your mind when it comes to fear? And again, there are people who disagree with me on this. But I just believe it because in my working with human behavior, I've just watched it. Your mind does not know fear your mind knows creativity your your imagination knows sketching your your mind your brain is there and it wants it wants you to grow it wants you to improve and it's not fearful because your mind lives in the world of adventure you see fears and emotion That is constantly sending emotional message for your brain to deal with. If your belief in you is not strong, you'll find yourself giving control away. How many times have you done this in your life? You've had something that you've talked about you wanted to do. And man, it's something you've told everybody. This is what I want to do with my life. And all of a sudden, there's a doorway of opportunity in front of you. And all you got to do is reach out, take that, that doorknob, turn it and open it. And that adventure that you've talked about is right in front of you. Have you ever reached for the doorknob, even put your hand on the doorknob and froze? Have you ever had that conversation with yourself? Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm not real sure if this is what I really want. And what do you think causes us to freeze? It's not, that it's not that your mind isn't interested and your mind doesn't want the opportunity. Man, your mind, if you just let it, it'll break that door down. But what paralyzes you is the fear And fear can cause you to lose trust. Fear can cause you to have doubts where you shouldn't have them. Yummy people plan their whole life for the adventure and then stand on the doorway to the adventure and don't step through the door. It's not that they don't want it, folks. It's not that people don't want to improve. It's just fear can capture you. And see, here's the reality. You choose whether fear has control over you or you control your fear. Nothing else. You choose it. When the positive side of fear, whoa, now wait a minute. Positive side of fear? Every emotion has a positive and a negative. Even fear has a positive side. When the positive side of fear has control, control, you slow down, and you view life looking for the opportunity. When the negative side of fear has control, you speed up, and you see your life from struggles, from failure, and all the things that could go wrong. Hmm? <laughs> I love to play golf. In fact, if you were to call me and you got my voicemail, it would tell you I'm either on an airplane, on stage, or on a golf course. Because when I'm not on the road, I love to play golf. In fact, don't tell anybody this, but I'm going um, day after tomorrow, and I'm going to hide away and play golf for four days. It's my way of unwinding when when i first started playing golf i i i didn't know what i was doing now i had played some golf but i had played it because you know i didn't have anything else to do but when i started really playing golf there were a lot there was a lot of fear inside of me because i didn't trust myself to be able to do it correctly and if you knew me I, I I have this perfectionist side to me where if I'm going to do it, I want to do it at the highest level possible. So I I had belonged to a club in the in the Palm Beaches called Bear Lakes. And I would go up there to play golf. And they would ask me, hey, Richard, uh, you want us to put you with someone else? And I'd tell them, no, 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 no. I got enough golfers inside of me. I can have my own foursome. And they would just look at me. Well, one day I was playing golf and I finished the first nine and I got up to the back nine. And I, I pulled up and there were four gentlemen on the, at the tee box teeing off. So I just waited and they cleared the tee and I took my driver out of my bag and started to walk up to the, uh, the tee box. And I looked down the fairway and they were far enough. I knew I couldn't hit them. So I, 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 I. Teed the ball up, and just as I started to to swing, I heard this voice saying, Hey, 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 hey. And I turned around, and it was this young lady. And she said, "Uh, I'm sorry, she said, but the starter said we should play the back nine together because of the fact that the course is so crowded that we're just going to be stepping on top of each other. And I thought to myself, Ooh. And then I said, Hey, it's a female. This is going to be okay. So she took her driver out of the bag, and she walked up to the tee box where I was, and I, I teed my ball up, and I brought my driver back, and I smacked that ball. And I saw my golf ball do something I hadn't seen it do in a long time. It went straight down the middle of the fairway. And if you've ever watched a golfer hit a good shot, they just pose. And I thought inside myself, yes. So I turned and started to walk off the tee box because I was playing the white tees and the ladies' tees were the red tees and I figured that's where she was playing from and I started to walk off. She said, no, 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 wait a minute. I'm playing from here also. I thought, uh-oh, well, here's this six-foot-two-an-inch frame, probably weighed 130 pounds, dripping wet, teed that ball up, waggled that club, brought it back, smacked that golf ball. Let me tell you something. 130 yards beyond where my ball ended, hers landed. No one told me she played the tour. That was one of the longest nine holes of golf I've ever played in my life. But Nancy and I became great friends, and she helped me so much with my my golf game. And I'll tell you, the thing on a golf course that frightened me the most was water. Because I didn't trust that I could hit over it. So every time I came to a water hazard, this fear just took over my life, and all I could see was the golf ball going in the water, and one day Nancy and I were playing, and we pulled up to this this lake you had to hit over, and it really shouldn't have been a difficult shot, but I just knew I couldn't do it. So I reached into my golf bag, I took out an old golf ball, and I laid it down, and I picked up my new one and put it in my pocket. She said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm not going to hit a new golf ball in the water. I'm going to, I'm just going to hit this old one because I know it's going to go in the water. She looked at me, walked over, picked up the golf ball, and threw it in the lake. She said, now it's done, so put that golf ball down there and hit it. She said, what are you looking at? I said, all I see is water. She said, I don't see any water. I see the green grass on the other side. Now close your eyes to the water and hit for the green grass. Well, I swung that club. And you know what? I hit the green grass. The difference between hitting the ball in the water and hitting the green grass was controlling my fear. People ask me all the time, you've been doing this so long, you speak to about 150 organizations a year. Do you still get nervous, fearful, when you walk out on a stage? I tell them, absolutely, absolutely. Because 99.9% of the time, I don't know the audience, I don't know the people, and I know I've got just milliseconds to be able to connect with them. So I'm always backstage or I'm always somewhere and I'm just, I'm just a nervous wreck. I'm fearful of what could happen. But you know what? When I get up and I walk out on that stage, I trust myself. You see, there's a difference between negative fear that holds you hostage and positive fear that allows you to be a pioneer. So, let's look at the difference between the two. Negative fear does four things to you. Now, think about this. And by the way, I'll say this to you now, and I'll say it to you at the end. If you'd like to have a copy of this so that you could look at it, if you will just send to me, Richard at com, and just say, Richard, I'd like to have a copy of the Fear Study Guide. I'll have my staff send it to you. But just listen to this, because negative fear does four very powerful things to you. First of all, it finds the fright that you've, you have attached to the situation and causes you to stare at it. You've been there. You've done that. Second thing that negative fear will do, it'll emotionally overwhelm you with what if. Negative fear will also align itself with past failures and disappointments, and that's huge. And how many times have you done this to yourself? How many times have you you stood at basically the same place, and this time you told yourself, I'm going to do it, but all of a sudden fear aligns itself with your yesterday, and it pulls out and it puts in front of you all the times that you couldn't do it and all the disappointments that that created Negative fear also revisits, and it relives yesterday. That's where the hostage comes in. You see, as long as you choose, and it is a choice, as long as you choose to view your life through negative fear, you're trapped and hiding from what you're frightened of doesn't make doesn't make negative fear a friend and what about positive fear now hear me because this is really important positive fear comes in the form of making you nervous and sometimes being nervous is a good thing i'm nervous before i walk out on the platform but positive fear also does four things to you It finds what the fear is teaching you, because in positive fear, you're looking for the lesson, because that lesson will calm you down. Positive fear will also enlist other positive emotions to support you. I step out on that stage. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. But inside me, there's that voice that says, hey, Richard, you've been here before. Man, what's your purpose in being here? You're here to help these people. You're prepared. You're ready. Let's go do it. Positive fear allows your pace to keep you in control. Because with positive fear, you will slow down. So positive fear allows your pace to slow you down. And then one more thing that positive fear does. It refuses to let yesterday rule your life hey, maybe yesterday wasn't everything that I wanted, but I'm going to tell you something. Man, I can take the lessons out of yesterday, and even though I'm nervous about it, I can look in front of me and and, and see that path, and, and yeah, I, I'm nervous, but I can do it. You see, Fear does have both those sides. It has the positive and the negative, and you choose which side of fear you operate on. So, the event, whatever the situation is, the event doesn't control which side of fear you give control. You do that. You make that choice through what you have designed as the foundation of belief in your life. If you don't trust you and you don't believe in you, negative fear is going to run rampant inside of you. If you believe in you and you trust you, yeah, you're going to be nervous. Yes, you're going to be anxious. But that positive part of fear is going to slow you down, and it's going to help you to move forward. Now, we're going to pause here for a couple of minutes. And when we come back, we're going to talk about why do people run away from fear? Because a lot of times we try to do that. So stay right there, and we're going to be right back. Think about it. You can't argue with it,
1: can't dispute it, can't ignore it you know it's absolute truth and it applies to every person living on the planet and to make it official now there's a book about it behavior
0: never lies
1: Written by the grassroots expert on human behavior himself. His name is Richard Flint. In this book, Richard gives you his insight into why this number one Flint philosophy is so important for all of us to understand. It's the book that won't let you off the hook.
2: Because what Richard's saying is that if your words don't match your
0: behavior, sorry, you're out of the game. Behavior never lies. Listen, if you're brave enough, get the book and read it. Go to richardflint.com, or we really recommend
1: you give Denise a call at 1-800-368-8255. Oh, and just for your information, if you really don't like to read that much, ask Denise about the audio excerpt version on Flash Drive. Behavior never lies. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? When Richard Flint walks on stage, no one is quite prepared for what's about to happen. If you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's about getting a little uncomfortable, experiencing emotions you haven't felt in years, even questioning your direction in life. And then, through Richard's how-to instructions delivered in his down-to-earth grassroots style and a wisdom that sounds a lot like common sense, you finally get it you realize all is not lost, there's hope for you yet. No one who has ever been in the presence of Richard Flint is left untouched. That's why being in a Richard Flint audience can change your life. And booking Richard is easy. Pick up the phone right now and call Denise at 1-800-368-8255 or visit www.richardflint.com for details. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life?
2: Hey, welcome back. I'm glad you're with us today. And and I'm glad that you've taken the time to really face this concept of fear in your life. I mean, I can say it to you over and over and over again, but you know it. The number one enemy you face in your life that keeps you from being the creative, the Intelligent, the skillful person you could be in your life is your fear. And you know what I've watched a lot of people do? I've watched them try to run from their fear. But here's the truth you can't run from fear, or in reality, you can't avoid your fear. It's always there, right there, beside you or in front of you. So let's ask the question, and then I get to answer it. Why do people run from fear? How about if we make it a little bit more personal? Why would you choose to run from fear? May I take you into the counseling room with me and. Can we listen to some people whom I have worked with who gave negative fear control of their life and every day they spent trying to run away from it? And listen to the four most common reasons. First of all, facing the fear is too frightening. You know there are times in your life when fear really is Frightening. And when that fear turns into fright, it blinds you. (laughs) When I was growing up in uh, New Orleans, we lived on a street called Pleasant Street. It wasn't the most pleasant street in the world. And most of you know I was adopted. Um, I have three sisters, and all three of my sisters were adopted. And we lived right down the end of our street was a canal. And uh, we used to go down the canal and play. And one day, my sisters decided, wasn't my decision, I had no voice in it, that it was time for me, it was time for Richard, who was probably about five years of age. It was time for Richard to learn to swim. So my oldest sister, Patsy, and my sister, just just older than I am, Rita, they ran up and they pushed me into the canal. Now, I couldn't swim. And you want to talk about being frightened? and and i'm sitting there and i'm i'm just all i can think about is i'm drowning and and the 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 fright didn't allow me to see what was really happening and there happened to be a man on the canal that was uh fishing and he ran over and he stepped into the water didn't jump but stepped into the water and picked me up Because if I had opened my eyes, I would have understood something. The canal where I was wasn't that deep, and I really could have stood up. But I was so blinded by the fright that was going through me, because all I could feel and all I could sense was I was going to drown. I'll tell you something about you and I. When fear becomes too frightening... It blinds us to what's really happening. Why do people run from fear? Because everything is driven by their emotions. You think splashing around in that water, you think I wasn't emotional? I was frightened to death. You see, living from your emotions up doesn't allow your imagination to be part of the experience. If I hadn't have been so frightened, I would have probably realized how shallow the water was. Why do people run from fear? Because the attachments that they've placed with that fear is too much for them to deal with. You ever had a time in your life when you were afraid? And you weren't just dealing with the situation that was causing the fear or the fright inside of you. All of a sudden, your yesterday, your emotions started throwing all these other situations at you, and you attached all these other times that you've been frightened or you were afraid, and you've attached all that to it. And all of a sudden, you're not just dealing with what's in front of you. You're dealing with everything around you that is scaring you to death. Why do people run or try to avoid fear? Because resisting what you don't want to face in your life has become the way you live. Denial is such an interesting thing. Because denial is putting the blinders on and, 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 and not, being, not being willing to take them off to see what really is. And sometimes fear creates such a giant, whatever it is, in your life that you just don't feel you can face it. So when you're living in a world of giants that are just too big for you to face, what do you do? You let the fear take over and it captures your life. Folks, please, 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 please learn this. Anything you're running from, anything that you're running from in your life, you're actually running toward. You cannot escape from fear. Why? Because it's too big of an emotion. It has too many family members it can bring to the party. And when it's bringing all of its family members to the party, hey, that can be overwhelming. So, from the day you're born to the day you die, you're going to live with fear. Just accept that as truth and as a fact. I don't know anyone who doesn't live with some aspect of fear. I don't know anyone who wants to grow and who wants a better life. I don't know anyone who's seeking to improve their life that doesn't have a battle between. Their inner desire, their imagination's coloring book, Wanting them to step forward and go. And I don't know anyone who doesn't battle between that and the fear of what if. From the day you're born to the day you die. You're going to wrestle with fear. Now, I'm going to suggest to you that there's six of these fears that are the top fears in the human life. And again, understand, this is me talking to you. This comes from working with the human personality and working with people in in their world of fear. And what I've been able to do is to take the behaviors of people that I've worked with And narrow them into a world where six fears are the most common fears they deal with. Now, here's the interesting thing. You ready? One of those six is your number one fear. Now, what's the number one fear in my life? Maybe number three or four in your life. Or what's number one in your life might be number five in my life. We're all individuals. And because of where we've come from, because of the programs that we have been through, because of what we've faced with our life, hmm, that determines our fear. But here's the good news in all of this. If you can find and face your number one fear, the other five can be controlled. But if you don't pause because you got to work at finding your number one fear, and it takes a lot of honesty. If you can't pause and be honest with yourself, then you're giving negative fear control of your life. But if you can honestly find your number one fear, face it, understand it, resolve it, then you know what? You can control Your fear. You see, there are six of these. Let me list them for you. And and then we're going to tear them apart. There's the fear of the unknown. Which, for those who don't trust their self, is the number one thing that holds them as a captive. Okay? Okay? Because the unknown, many times, is what traps a lot of people as being a hostage to their yesterday. Then there's the fear of abandonment, of not being loved, the fear of having to spend your life alone. Do you think that's huge in a lot of people's lives? I mean, I watch a lot of people, folks, who stay in very unhealthy situations because of that fear of abandonment. There's the fear of failure. And man, have we done such a negative number on people when it comes to understanding failure. I've watched parents tell their kids, now you don't want to fail. I've watched people who, because they don't understand failure, they give up. Then there's the fear of rejection big one. And I'll tell you, in my life, for years, that was my number one fear. That no one would like me. Hmm? And everybody wants to be liked, don't they? Everybody wants to feel that someone likes and loves them. Then there's the fear of loss. If you remember when we talked about success and we even dealt with it a little bit in achieving the more in your life, we talked about price tag. That with anything and everything you want to do with your life, there is a price tag. And the fear of loss comes about when we we associate what we've got to do with what it's going to cost us. That can be mentally Emotionally, it can be physically, it can be financially, it can be spiritually. But that fear of loss really goes into one's confidence. And then there's the fear of success. And a lot of people, when I mention the fear of success, they just get this startled look on their face because it's hard for them to conceive that anyone would be afraid of success. But do you know how many times I have watched people sabotage their life? I would bet you a quarter that you've even done that. You've gotten close to times whenever you wanted to, something that was of success to you, and, 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 and you got real close, and then what'd you do? You pulled the rug out from under yourself. You ever done that? You see, fear is real. And when fear comes into your life and it holds you as a hostage, It's negative. When fear is a part of your life and all of a sudden it opens you and it sends you forward with with strength and with pace and with patience, it's positive. The majority of these fears, these six, we've turned into a negative part of our life. Now, we're going to continue this discussion next week. And next week, what are we going to do? We're going to talk about, we're going to break these six fears down. And then I want to show you the process, because it is a process. I want to show you a process for controlling your fear. So next Thursday, same place, same time, here on the Empowerment Channel with Voice America, we're going to create the pathway forward because we're going to take the fright out of fear. I'll see you next Thursday.
1: Any questions? Call our people at Richard Flint Productions, 1-800-368-8255, 1-800-368-8255, or visit us at www.richardflint.com. And thanks for listening.